Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Trident Wargaming episode of Bolt Action. So, uh, with me today is my battle buddy, Jason. Well, howdy. <laughs> uh, obviously, you're doing good as we were talking off air there. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. So today's, yeah, today's episode is kind of a relaxed episode. We're um, kind of talking about the hobby and, and projects that we're into and uh, new things to come up, you know, uh, rest of the year here, plus uh, ideas and plans for the the new year. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of yammer a little bit and, uh, you know, explain some things and like... Uh, Going into little details with armies and whatnot. Uh, but first, the hobby front, as always. So, uh, Jason, what you got going right now? What do I got going on? Well, I very smartly mm. saw a new shiny. New shiny. And then, uh, and then bought it. And <laughs> now I'm working on that. Very so nice. some uh, British 8th Army models. Okay. And because uh, I picked up the Gentleman's War set and the yep. uh, HQ for the uh, DAC and the Eighth Army just to get started, and a Matilda and a uh, 25 pounder with the quad transport there. Very nice. To get her going. Anyway, yeah. I started up on those guys. Did some test models. Oh, you already did some yeah. test models. Yeah, I'm about four deep right now. Nice. I'm planning on doing, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, Maori. Okay. Uh, battalion, the 28th New Zealand Battalion, I believe. Okay. And uh, planning on doing those guys up. So I'm trying to get kind of a... Uh, uh, skin tones right and the uniform right in these test models uh trying a couple of different techniques so the test models are uh, they vary a little bit in their appearance because i'm trying different techniques until i can find something that i can you know smash out for the rest of the rest of the force and then these guys will just be the uh the crazy weirdos that are uh, lurking in the background of other squads the first guys to go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first minis, yeah. Well, so well, if, if, on, you, if you yeah, do yeah. want to replace them afterwards, just let me know. I'm sure I have extras, so. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, those, and then uh, also uh, working on a bit on uh, uh, epic Civil War guys mm -hmm. since the last time we did a podcast here. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, we had... Um, I can't remember if we mentioned in the last podcast, but we had a large ACW battle there at your place there on the, uh, was it the six by 10 foot board? Yep. So, 
Uh, that was a lot of fun. That uh, definitely piqued the interest a bit. Been going through the rule book myself, just kind of getting a little bit more familiarized with uh, the actual rules for for black powder. So, yeah, no. which they're was, not too bad. It was fun. No, I, I like the rule set. They're nice and uh, easy, really, to remember. There's not a whole lot to them, especially compared to some other systems of that era. It can be a some of the games can be a little, you know, rules heavy for guys that are used to the snappier games like bolt action. So it's kind of nice, yeah, to oh, ease definitely. into uh, the rank and file with a, a fairly simple rule set. But I think it's complex enough. But at least for me, it offered enough, you know, kind of tactical, um, uh, uh, enough of a tactical challenge, you know. And uh, you mopped the floor with me, so you jerk. I don't know. The left flank didn't uh, work out so well with that charge. So <laughs> it's um, that's true. It, it's interesting in that game how you think you're gonna get the charge off, and you think it's gonna you know really impact the opponent, but then you realize, okay, he's going through the rules you get to shoot me first and then you have supporting units behind you and i have none yeah it's uh, not good i mean if it favors in my way then it's really not good for you but it's uh, pretty hard to lose when you have all the support in the background right yeah so but it, it's it's cool it's a it's a simple simple game mechanics and they they've put in the morale and the support units kind of a little bit like old warhammer fantasy in a sense mm -hmm. but yep. uh, not as super detailed as in you know here's my magic weapon um yeah so, you're not taking off models yeah they have a pretty simple mechanic for casualties and how that works which i kind of like uh, yeah and, yeah it's 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 pretty good even like when we played like 28 mil uh, black powder there with Mike and Andrew, like that was, that was mm -hmm. a lot of fun having everybody across the board. Right. So totally, but, um, a lot of miniatures, but yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's a good game. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I want to play more of it for sure. Um, and then of course, you know, with the hobby, like that's actually on my desk too, is trying to get, uh, some stuff built for that. So, um, you know, for myself, like, as we're going to talk a little later with, with some of the armies too, but, uh, it's kind of the same grind, man. Like right now, uh, I'm doing some hobby work for, um, two tables that I kind of want to get, I have designed for the upcoming event, mm -hmm. um, the tank war event that I'm going to be doing in November. So I'm in the process of building like tons of hedgerows and bocage. Um, so I, I have an idea of how Sweet. to do them. I've watched some videos. Um, you know, Geek Gaming has a lot of good videos on stuff like that too. And terrain. And I have some of their product to try to use. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I finally got to use my, you know, uh, hot wire bandsaw cutter kind of thing. After owning that, it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. The one that you've owned for like two years or whatever. Yeah. 
I can't wait to crack this out. Yeah, no. It was good. It was easy to assemble and put it on the <laughs> table in the garage and just started burning away foam. And uh, yeah, it works. It was, it was great. I had my measurements, cut all my blocks and then realized, oh, okay, you know what? I cut, cut these like... These are way too wide. Let's trim mm. down, you know, half an inch. So, Sweet. so that, you know, that'll be kind of some of the projects I'll be working on army wise, uh, still plugging away at whatever German forces that I have on my table. And, uh, of course, soon to be, there'll be, uh, other German forces by the looks of it. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, especially with like the gentleman's war that came out. Um, you know, I got a, a box set of that as well and, uh, um, did an unboxing for it. So if you're interested in that set, check it out in our unboxing videos. And, uh, honestly that set I think is probably their best set to be fair. Yeah. It's a great starter set. Yeah. I, I said earlier here that I picked it up. Yeah. I really was, uh, pretty impressed. I like the two. Uh, I built the, uh, what do you call it? The Humber. Yeah. Uh, I did the Mark II variant. But uh, that model went together like a beauty. It looks great. Uh, and just looking at the uh, 222, 222 for the Germans, yeah. uh, it looks good. Like uh, It's not built yet, but if it goes together like the Humber, I'll, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, the kits are... Uh kits are looking really good in that set um like i have that set but i i actually own both starter sets for the eighth army and the dac and um the models in those sets are really really nice so yeah. again it's the new style new style um arm miniatures right like the the yeah. arms are i believe um molded with the gun. Yep. So makes for easy assembly and you can mix and match kind of bodies with arms and make some, some poses. Yeah, sure. You're limited a little bit compared to like having, you know, putting in the rifles, but that is so, you know, finicky. Um, and very finicky. Uh, I, I will tell you too, I know the rifles aren't to scale anymore. Yeah. That they're doing it this way. They're a bit bigger than they should be. Yep. But hallelujah. Like, I can't tell you how many rifles I have snapped off of my old models. Well, that's my Soviets, uh, right? Yeah, they're snapped off or broken half even. These being just that much thicker, I don't care that they look a little bit big. Uh, they're they're sturdy. Yeah, so they're not yeah. going to break like the Soviets. Well, and that's the thing too, and it's like... Um... That was my big thing with a lot of new sets because I have, uh, as you guys know, I have a lot of sets, but I actually have a lot of uh, older sets as well. Uh, you know, the Soviets, uh, the British. I actually mm -hmm. have um, a starter set or two of the old Americans. Um, oh, that's right? so many. Like, it's a, there's a lot there, right? And, like, even uh, even Bill, when he got into bolt action... He had bought um, he had bought the American box set, uh, and he or not a box star set, but like the actual infantry box set. 
and he was starting to build them and he realized that, wow, these are like really, really fragile. And I told him, I go, what set did you get? And he told me which set I get. I go, oh, well, if you want, I have a freebie, you know, like I got a free box here of, of the, the new set. Why don't you take these, trade them to me, build them? Cause I haven't gone to my Americans yet in a long time. I'm not worried about which miniature is which, right? But, um, I told him, well, take these and see if you like these. And sure enough, he started building. He's like, these are so much better. Right. Um, so like got, he got that going and I still have a lot of new ones like that, but yeah, it's just, it, it sucks because like the Soviets was my first army and I have like a small pile that's being built up of soldiers with broken rifles, right? Or the LMG, the barrel is so thin that it snaps, right? So, um, yeah, great. Don't get me wrong. Great miniatures for what they are, you know, but obviously a little bit of quality control has taken effect and they probably realized we need some new molds and we need some more durable molds, right? Hence why as I was, you know, doing my French, my French army, it's 99% of it is pewter and I'm okay with that but their rifles are just as thin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, the and thin rifles with the pewter is not a good. Exactly. So I ended up looking at, uh, Atlantic war games and they came out with a French, uh, kit that is good for world war one and world war two. You meant, uh, by the way, war games, Atlantic. Yeah, I, yeah. I, did I switch it? You, you revert, you switched yeah, I, it. I always do that. <laughs> there you go. Jason got me on that one. Yeah. So good, good catch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while actually since I've looked at their site and stuff, but um, either way, they're great miniatures. They um, they fit the scale of majority of Bolt Action uh, Warlord Games miniatures, right? Um, so when you put them side to side by uh, the pewters, you can tell they're a little bit you know, uh, thicker. Um, so I'm hoping that as Warlord Games has mentioned that they will be doing French plastics, which I think is great, um, that they're going to go that same route of, of the, uh, the thicker miniature, right? With the arms and all that stuff and the guns. So, so long story short, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, um, check your, you know, check the, check the sets out, all that stuff and see what you, you prefer, right? Some guys like being able to, to pose a little bit more. So I will um, say I did love having the weapon sprue, not necessarily for the models, but I did like being able to, you know, throw a rifle on a guy's back or, yep. or put it down next to the guy operating the mortar or to do a little vignette or it's kind of nice having him for those type deals. But yeah, for on the models, it was a pain in the butt to make work, you know, which arms can actually friggin' hold mm. the thing. Yep. And then, and then having them just snap and, or pop out of the hands, you know, if you didn't quite get enough, 
glue in the hands, you yep. know, to make it work. Yeah, I've had that a, a lot of times, and that was my first big mistake. So any new new listeners or anybody new to bolt action, if you are ever gotten like a set that the gun is separate from the arms, I repeat, do not, do not cut everything off the sprue. <laughs> like yeah, I do. Right. No, 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 so no. Um, there's a nice little chart that like a, a picture pamphlet that pairs up everything. So makes makes life a lot easier so yeah yep big but, time i did the same mistake i think everybody does so yeah the same ptsd yeah. so far as that goes <laughs> but yeah that's a, a little shop talk about sets and stuff but um <laughs> army wise this is it, it's interesting because um you know we've we've had a lot of good games at the shop lately and um you know there's been a couple a few new players actually um coming down yeah. and, and playing games and you know people are kind of starting to look at different armies uh some returning older players vets have come back which is great um and then um just seen kind of where everybody is, you know, playing and what they're doing with armies, um, kind of has sparked a little bit with us too, right? You know, like Gentleman's War comes out and, you know, Jason, you're falling in love with certain miniatures. And of course yeah. we're, we're bantering at each other about, oh, if you do this, I'm going to do this. And let's, let's do, you know, the opposite force, <laughs> right? Peer pressure. Right. Yeah, just like offline, you know, uh, Jason, in, even in the other night there, Jason was mentioning uh, Matilda's, right? Yep. And uh, I told him, well, I, I bought a, I bought a three pack of Matilda's, right? A while back, it was just like, literally it was, it was for absolutely nothing. It was just, <laughs> I had bought in the eighth army box set and I went into the shop ready to spend some money and I was like. Hey, you know what? I'm going to get three of those. That box set looks good. Let's buy it. Right. Oh, this is why I bought it. I know why I bought it. <laughs> so they had the three box set and then they had the old box set, which was the resin. Oh yeah. And, and I kind of looked at the cost and I was like the, the box set with the troop, the three for tank war was a way better deal. So ended up buying that instead and now i yes. have three well so it's be, that old uh, two so it's that old adage of look how much i saved not how much i spent in my world it, there is no it, 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 <laughs> you know just get it just arm reaches out shiny <laughs> yeah you know, so um but yeah like different armies you know looking at different theaters kind of thing well honestly that what what kind of got me to do in the eighth army because I wasn't uh, necessarily sold on them is I really want to do Basiglieri yes when they're out and I was like well I'll get the gentleman's war set because I like having the sets I don't know why it's silly maybe but I like having all the sets it looked cool I used the two 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 a lot in my German army uh, that I have now and and I have a couple 
different German armies, so I could do it for one of those. But then I was looking at the miniatures, like, well, if I'm doing the Bisigliere, I might as well have the opposite force for them. Yeah. And then I started going down the rabbit hole, like, well, what do I do? Because I was really considering doing uh, Sikh troops. Yeah. Uh, and kind of started going there. And then I, I randomly uh, was like, oh, I'm, I, and I randomly remembered seeing footage of the Maori battalion doing the Hakka in Egypt for the, for the king. Okay. And it's, it was filmed, like you can see the footage, and it's just a thing that I remember. You know, you have those I images. I've seen of, that, yeah. Yeah, you probably remember, like as soon as you see a photo of, or a still of it, you'll remember, oh yeah, I've seen this like a thousand times. And it's a super cool image. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And then nice. I started looking into them, and I mean, they're pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, you know, famous for bayonet charges and stuff, and they have their own rules in the Western Desert book. So like, okay, now that's, now I'm doing a whole army before the army plan. No, that's great. That's uh, kind of reaches out to the passion, right? You know, as a hobbyist and uh, a player alike as well. And historian, yeah. like you, you love that stuff. Totally. And that's, you know, that's a question probably you get every time somebody starts looking at the game is they're like, well, what, how do I pick what army? Yeah. Right. Or how do I pick the unit, like the models? And I'm always, always, always like, what do you think is cool? <laughs> like, what do you like? Like, don't pick the best. Yeah. Right. Don't pick it because of, you know, unless, unless you think the rule is cool, but it has to be something that you, you like, like. exactly, you know, and it's just, I came across that, I, that image popped in my head and I'm instantly like, I don't, I don't care if I read the rules and find out that they're the crappiest <laughs> unit in the game. I'm going to have them and I'm going to play them and they're going to be awesome for See, me. <laughs> See, and, and that's, like, I'm, in a sense, the same way, right? Like, I will pick an army or a unit or whatever the case, you know, a war band, because of how it looks, first and foremost, right? You know, obviously, I, I mean, I play a lot of games. I've been a, a GW kid for many, many years. Jason was too, you know. And then, of course, stumble into World War Games and Bolt Action, and it's like, wow, World War II. Like, I love this stuff. What am I going to start with? What What did I really like? What, you know? And um, even now, it's like, still love the original army, like the Soviets that I picked up and played, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just, just the other day, like, Shopwarner came up to me, and, and uh, Brennan there, the newer player, you know, he's, he's getting into it. He's trying to get the hang of the game and I'm playing and teaching him the game and, um, he's playing Soviets and, you know, uh, Leanne made a comment and kind of jokingly, whatever. And, and, um, Brandon actually started spouting off some history and stuff, right? Which I, I was like, well, that's cool. You know, he's, he's kind of actually looked into stuff. He's, he's checking stuff out. Right. But he picked an army that he really liked. You know, and he got into it and he's, for the amount of points that he has, he's almost fully painted, which is great. Um, but again, looking into um, 
all the options out there. I want to play Germany. Okay. What do you want to play as Germany? You want to play yeah. <laughs> the regular force? Like, or, you know, you have options, right? Here's you have 40, 40 or 50 different lists. Well, exactly. And, and, and anytime, like, you know, being the sergeant at the shop, anytime I get introduced to somebody who's interested into the game, you know, first and foremost, I, I try to take them to the shelf area and say, you know, there's a huge, huge selection. So, and the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about bolt action is each army is, is very, very, very similar for equipment, you know, and, and style of units and stuff like that. Right. You like you said, you could make the shittiest army out there because <laughs> you think these units are really cool and you want to play them and you have models and you spent time painting them up and you want to feel them, but they're not that great. Well, it's not really like that in bolt action, right? I mean, just because this infantry squad is, you know, inexperienced compared to this infantry squad that's regular, yes, your numbers are a little bit worse, but it's a matter of how you play them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's fair. So it's, it's not a, you know, um, in, in my eyes, it's not, you know, the fact that these units are crap or whatever. But yeah, you know what? I want to take the, you know, uh, anti-tank dog guys for the Soviets. Why? Well, cause it's, you know, it, it's an, it's an obscure unit. You don't see it on the board very often. And I like to paint up little chow wows. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> totally. Totally. Thousand percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't uh, like, I mean, yes, there are combinations i mean you yeah. can make the soup to oh, be as sure. spicy as you want but uh it, it even even uh, that spicy soup you know against uh you know a thin broth yeah they're 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 both in the same soup competition do you know what I mean? No, yeah. no, nobody does because that was a terrible analogy. But basically, <laughs> we're talking reiterating soup what you said. Yeah, it's all about soup, <laughs> soup and nuts. Our new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, like I mean, so many good models out there to choose from. You know, especially when you're building armies and like, there's a lot of guys like like Brady. You played them uh, just your last game you played Brady. Yeah, it was a good game. And, uh, he's, he's put on in some good thought about the background of, of his army. Right? I didn't even know that was a friggin' thing. I've never come yeah. across that, that motor, the uh, theater selector. Soon. I just skipped over it or didn't, uh, remember it or whatever, but Holy God, it's, it, you know, he played <laughs> it with light motors and it was, it was a uh, pretty decent, and I, I think he might switch to medium motors, and that's going to be like just yeah. raining hot hell on people. Yeah, and in I, a fun and, way. And I and I know like I've talked with I've talked with Brady about like the armies, and you know he he sends me lists and and whatnot, and kind of go over them and look at them, and you know he's had some good questions like, do I need really need a tank? Do I you know? Oh, you know, um, how many platoons do people usually use? That kind of thing. You know, he, he asked a lot of questions and he does a lot of digging for, for information on, 
armies and composition and all that stuff too for uh in actual history right so he he i can't remember the actual um regiment or whatever that he picked or the platoon that he picked um but um he was really getting involved in it and like trying to build his force around it so it was good to see that um because i know i know i know brady does play a lot of other systems and he's you know he's really a really good player at other systems and whatnot and and um can really build some strong armies and stuff so um, but to see him you know do this and still have a great time because like with you know bolt action for us in our community it's smash some lists together have some fun make some you know sound effects as you're moving your tank and and uh i still think you you should (laughs) suffer penalties if you don't but (laughs) you know you know have have a good time with it right like we we, (laughs) like we do so um but it's great it's good and uh obviously took time to look into the armies and i think a lot of a lot of the players do that or try to do it you know um stuff like that uh, i even had i've had uh, the other guy there jordan he um came up to me and he, he wanted to show me his list and it was a japanese army and we haven't had japanese army in our uh, group there for a long time so um he's showing it to me and it's it's a mass amount of bodies it's not the spearmen you know the bamboo spearmen but um he's got veterans and and big large blocks of infantry and um really non no anti-tank weaponry but his units have anti-tank grenades so essentially he could you know uh, swarm a tank yeah um and then he had uh some ambushers that he gets which are little five-man teams which are pretty neat for getting closer to an objective or something like that right strategically deploy him so he, he had a he had a theme and he had a, a uh, an idea to his army which was pretty cool you know uh, it's definitely fun. a s- swarm but it's a fun yeah a fun army to to throw out there and play right so and and the one thing it was like yeah i'd play against this army you know like looks like it'd be interesting and challenging to go against so let me just roll up my howitzers to the front and put some splash damage on those big squads right so <laughs> Or, or more accurately, miss. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Or more inaccurately, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but going, you know, going forward, like, you know, as, as you explained, kind of um, deciding on like what you're doing for your army, what kind of force or what force from history. You know, myself, I don't, I I haven't really gone to that point of, you know, deep diving into, you know, a specific unit or whatever. Um, I kind of more of go just in the theater, you know, the area or a certain battle kind of thing, you know. Um, I think my my winter Germans were more of, at the end, Paulus's their, uh, his army when they were surrounded. So... It's kind of one of those armies where it's in Stalingrad and this is it. Hell or high water. Yeah. Fight your way out or pretty much die, right? So Yeesh. But I've I've 
I've taken it to the point of right this you know this force uh, this is what they're equipped with so they don't have certain equi- you know equipment they don't have the assault rifles yet kind of thing so they still have rifles they still um, you know they don't have some of the anti-tank weapons there's still a lot of like light howitzers and stuff in in the army kind of thing right yeah so I try to keep it keep the army in that era um, and then just kind of built it and then also it was nice because that specific army if I wanted to play it of course uh, you know mid late war uh, you know in Bastogne or whatever um, all I have to do is start adding other miniatures to it and now or, yeah. re- or replace other miniatures and now I'm in that year between this and this right so yeah totally yeah it's it's uh it's pretty and of course it was a like a winter army right which i've never never actually really done before so um and it was turning out pretty good some new techniques to paint it and this and that so but now that jason is doing the desert rats or uh no you're not doing desert rats you're uh doing the maui and um, maybe the Italians you were saying, I'm yeah. probably, I'm probably going to do the actual desert rats <laughs> as I'm looking nice. back at my box sets. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, and, what uh, you British army, Japanese army, Falshim Yaga army, Marine army. Those are just shame. your armies don't that I can see. Yeah. Um, shame. This is where you input a clip from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll throw, her, I'll throw her in there. Ding, ding. ding. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, lots of options, um, and it, it, it's the paint job will be different too, right? More the the desert and the tans and whatnot would be pretty neat, um, you know probably do up some like panzer threes right sweet stuff that's uh that's kind of part of it too is uh it's just different than stuff i've done before too like like you i was working on i was doing winter soviets yeah but so you know all my stuff before has been kind of you know european theater yeah and then then into the winter soviets now into some uh, desert action, uh, and then I got to do something jungly, I guess. After this, but yeah, Pacific wise, I'm sure. I'm sure next year I'll probably try getting something going for that as well. Um, get some terrain and and whatnot sourced out and yeah. built and done for that. Make some island hopping, you know. Maybe, I do have uh, a lot of. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Go I, I I do have a lot of uh, desert terrain. Yes. That I made up already, so. Nice. I do have a a good start on that, and I ordered some mats. That's right. That's right. You're saying that. Um, so we should be able to get some uh, desert battle in here or two in between our upcoming Stalingrad battles. Yes, that's that's part of the old projects. 
the, uh, we still have to do those battles for sure. Yeah, um, I'm still I'm still committed. I oh yeah, I still want to get through. A, we already did most of the city fight scenery anyway, and we have yet to fight in the city. Yes, true, <laughs> true. Uh, and we have most of the forces we need anyway. You know, a little tweaking here or there, but now we did all the hard work, so I want to do the. The fun work. I want to do the fun work now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. But exactly uh, but yeah, playing through those scenarios, and then I, I'm kind of thinking, and uh, you know, I'm just spitballing. You can uh, punch me in the groin here, but uh, maybe after this project, uh, by the time we're done, the Soviets will be done. Our, our Soviet uh, campaign there. Stalingrad will be uh, hitting into a new campaign, possibly desert. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That uh, that would be a good book to go through. Yeah, um, like you know, I was like we were talking about we like we both picked the book up, but we really didn't deep dive into it. Yeah, like I I, I read through it or skimmed, you know, but I had at the time no idea of when I was going to actually do a desert army, so it didn't. Yeah, you know, it's fun to read. I like I own all the books, so it's I yeah. just like having them. But yeah, I never deep dived into it, and then flipping through, like, oh, the Maori, oh, that's what I want to do. What do they have for that? Oh, they have their own rules. Sweet, holy crap, they got all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and uh, having a lot of fun uh, digging into this book. Some of the you know rules for fighting in a desert uh, seem pretty fun. You can add pretty easily to any game you're playing if you're playing in any desert you know like the uh what the heck do they call that uh the rule basically for uh counting for the uh heat fatigue you can suffer okay yeah so uh every time you issue a run order to your troops you roll a dice uh you roll a d6 and if you roll less than the current game turn number, it's suffering. Your unit is suffering from heat fatigue, or uh, or uh, exhaustion, or suffering from uh, dehydration, and counts as having run, but can only move six inches. Okay, so that yeah. means you can't shoot, <laughs> but and you can't go over obstacles, or not that you know desert. That's probably not a big deal, but. It, you count as running for all purposes except for you only move six. Which I kind of like as the game goes on. Your guys are getting tired out. It's a different thing to, you know, a little uh, monkey wrench in, you know, in the works. Uh, I, I kind of like that rule. And then they have the sand rule where, oh, uh, yeah. you know, sand gets into everything. So basically, if you suffer one or more pin markers as a result of an enemy attack, you automatically suffer one further pin in addition to the pin you suffered. So okay. uh, that really, uh, you know, you get a, you get a unit, uh, you know, clips you with a pin and uh, all of a sudden you got a second pin or, or God forbid you get hit with the uh, HE or something that causes multiple pins. Could ruin and you your start, day. You start taking yeah that plus another one. Uh, so, I kind of 
I kind of like that. And being in the desert, there's going to be hopefully, uh, you know, uh, quite a bit of fairly open spaces. Obviously, undulation should be part of the terrain and rocky outcrops and maybe, uh, you know, some desert uh, fauna or maybe you're playing in a town. But mostly there's going to be open areas. Yeah. And I just think, you know, trying to run from cover to cover or something and then getting stuck. I mean, it would obviously suck at the time, but I, I feel like it's just cinematic. I, it I really brings the image to my mind of guys huffing and puffing in that hot sun, like doing that oh, extra yeah. exertion. And it, it would make it feel like a, <laughs> you know, you don't often get excited that you're able to run. You'd be like, yeah, sixth turn, and these guys ran from here to there. Awesome job, guys. <laughs> well, it puts a different twist to the game, right? And kind of gives you the feel of fighting in that, you know, area of the world. Yeah. Right. And um, you'd really have to move early in the game, too. Yeah. You can't hold back. Like, if you're going for an objective, you can't hold back. Like, oh, I'm going to soften them up or something like that. Because by the time you want to move in on the objective, you're you're not going to be able to move. So you got to move early. And yeah, fast. Well, times, times, well, turn the turn's going to go against you. Yeah. So yeah, you you are absolutely right. Like, if your your units aren't hustling, you you might you know have to make that decision of putting yourself out, out in the open in a critical spot where your opponent might take full advantage of it. Right. Yeah, um, I, I like that. Anytime you have to make a decision that you probably normally wouldn't, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love it. I know. And uh, P.S. Usually that screws me, but <laughs> I, I still uh, still enjoy it. You know that little twist on the on the game. They've they've anyway. done pr- they've done pretty good with uh, these campaign books uh, as of late with all these extra little special rules. Totally, um, and that's a. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say some of them make things like a lot tougher, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, I think it's in the Stalingrad book with the rubble and stuff like that, and like increases, you know, uh, increases the modifiers to hit, or you count as down, but you're not actually down. And yeah, then, well, and then, yeah, and then you can go down to give you the the other plus two, so that's essentially plus four right off the bat. Yeah, um, well. So, but yeah, that rubble rule is great. Yeah, but but once you once you realize the units that are actually in that rubble, it starts to make sense because it's like, okay, well, you literally have like the worst. You literally have like the workers. You know, in that mission that we did, that you had it right. Like the workers have just the worst stats kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, so they needed something. So that's what they did. And then as a player, you deploy them in there and they, they hold their own. They're not killing things. They might get a couple wounds here and there or make a pin here and there, but you know, they're, they're taking shots and it forces the game and it forces the opponent to like in this, in that specific mission, um, crossing the bridge and getting to the other side was the mission. So yeah. it forces the German player to 
get going and get over the bridges. Cause if not, you're getting delayed and you know, you're getting stumped. And as we seen, as my tank blew up on the bridge, <laughs> so, but yeah, like going back to the Western desert, like there's a lot of stuff in that book. The scenarios are going to be different and there's tons of scenarios too. It's just, it's going to reignite these battles, right? Totally. You know, playing totally. and, and I and it definitely suggest that to players. Um, you know, if you're getting into bolt action and you've got a whole bunch of games underneath your belt of like the generic 12 missions, find a, find a campaign book that suits, you know, that maybe your army's involved in. And if you have buddies or a local group, I, you know, definitely suggest trying out these, uh, campaign books. They've got a lot of great stuff in it. A lot of new theater selectors, missions, scenarios, special rules that just make the games a, a lot more intense and enticing to play and, and deep, right? Like, yeah, as Jason explained with these special rules for the, for the desert, it's like, this is the kind of shit that happened back then in fighting yeah. desert conditions, it still happens, right? Like, you yeah, know, and a, a cool thing you can do too, cause, uh, the campaigns are great and I love them, but I do appreciate that some of the scenarios are hard to make work unless you have, you know, kind of the selectors specific mm. for it, yes. or some of them require a lot of points or a bigger table or a That's lot true. of time. Yeah. But one thing you can do is why couldn't you use these desert rules anytime you're playing in a desert? Just playing one of the 12 scenarios, yep. but add the desert rules or add the rubble rule if you're playing in a city. It doesn't have to be Stalingrad. Rubble is rubble. Or, yep. you know, and all of the books at the very, usually near the end, they have kind of a summary of, you know, kind of rules that, uh, apply to this uh, setting, mm -hmm. you know, and some of them are repeats like fortifications and mud and whatever. Ice, snow, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Throw, throw some of those rules in. Play a regular game. Play with your buddy what you have. Play your thousand point game. You know, roll your scenarios like normal, but decide, oh, you know what? We happen to set up, you know, kind of a village uh, let's decide that if you're in a village, uh, most of it's ruined. Those city streets are all rubbly. You get yep. uh, the rubble rule. Or, you know, chuck them in. Make your games more interesting. Make them harder. Well, there's even, uh, you know, uh, the one rule of um, where your tank could literally sink into the basement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like as you're driving over top of of um pretty much these ruins so you know there's stuff like that you can do spice up your games make them interesting and that's a great idea actually that you pointed out so and that's uh, something you can even do in a pickup game fairly yeah. easily you know as long as both people are on board and probably if the guy's you know too antsy about adding a simple rule for funsies Maybe not the funnest opponent to play anyway, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'd be. Um, you, you'd have to review some of these rules if you were going to like put them into like a tournament. Yeah, a tournament know? would be a bit different. Yeah, that would be harder. But, but doing an doing an um, an event where there's you know a narrative or a historical feel to it, you know, or an escalation or a de-escalation kind of event, um, why not? Put, yeah, you, know, you don't have to put them all. Just maybe put put a couple, something that makes sense in the battle zone that you're fighting in, stuff like that, right? Um, th there's a lot of good ones. There's, you know, they've put some time and effort into this stuff and really want to make bolt action feel like, you know, those battles. So, yeah, definitely try it out. That's a great idea. We should probably, we should, you know, we should even try doing that at the shop just you know what yeah but there's why not this is the city guys. table yeah Let's... exactly right there's four guys playing okay that there that there that you know like just do it you know um if they want to use it cool if not eh, whatever right but yeah no it's uh that's a good idea that's i'm gonna have to put those into my notes for events <laughs> so <laughs> And speaking of events, uh, this this last little segment here we have. Um, so coming up in November, I have planned um, to do another Grand Tank War battle. Um, Excellent. So uh, it was a, a pretty big hit last time. Uh, it's going to be a little different this time, though. Uh, we're actually going last to do... Go ahead, Jay. Last time was the doubles tournament, right? Pretty much, yeah. It was, it was a double tank war. Or a double event. Yeah. So, yeah. which was really good. People had a lot of fun. I think they got... Yeah, it was good. It was fun, yeah. It was two or, th two or three games, was it? It was three, three games, three I think. Three games, yeah. Yeah. So, um, point, with the point limit, it was, you know, smaller points, but you had teammates and things kind of went fairly decently and quickly. Um, this one, I want to make it, uh, two sides uh, and a large battle across the board. Right? Sweet. So there's a few things I do have to figure out, um, kind of, you know, the, the order dice drawing, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I've thought about it where, um, I'd have to see, and I might have enough dice to, to do this kind of thing. Um, everybody has a different colored dice for their orders. Mm -hmm. And then you just, you draw multiple on a turn, like multiple draws for, for one draw kind of thing. And then you would figure out pretty much what side has the initiative. So this would react first kind of thing. Mm -hmm. or this would act first. So uh, just little things like that, because once you start getting multiple players in a game of bolt action, things start getting a little bit trickier in that sense. Yeah, because you want to keep the action moving. Yeah. And but you also got to keep the, you know, kind of feel of the random activation. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that the two I thought about, I was like, okay, well, just make two colors each side right but then you know you you draw two dice for your side okay well which two players are going to activate you got 
five other pl- you got five players on your side you know what i mean so i that's where i thought the colored everybody has their own colored further dice that they can put in but i'd have to i'd have to see who has what and if there's stuff that i can substitute so but uh but yeah that's coming up um i was looking at 1500 points per player and i was also thinking about 300 points for experience so to unlock a skill it costs 50 points um people would still have to purchase their equipment at regular experience and um then they would get to decide where they want to put those points right okay so what it does is it and essentially in my head what it does is you're playing tank war and normally when you play tank war you actually have no points until you start actually playing a few games and you know killing stuff and surviving and this and that well for a one day event here's some experience points people can start playing with people can start actually trying out the skills totally right and then possibly next year go into like maybe an actual campaign or league for tank war right now going forward uh you know tank war isn't just necessarily all tanks um so the 1500 points you know the objective or the mission i may put in stipulations where it can only be held by infantry so you're forced to build a list that has some infantry right mm-hmm. so it just gives it a a, a a interesting look on the board you know so it doesn't look like uh world tanks or whatever you know with just all tanks even though it is tank war but um, <laughs> well, you know what i mean right um so the other thing too that i was thinking about is do i keep it you know access versus allies or do i do mixed teams oh it has to be access versus See, allies and i think i think majority of people will go that route um it's just a matter of now finding what era to play so you know just uh 1500 points i mean it's a lot of points to play with but you start taking a lot of large tanks you're not you know you're, you're gonna not have a lot on the board you'll have a fair bit but not a lot if other guys kind of go more of the medium route right so but it allows people to play with their toys like you know uh, depending on error and whatnot if you have some tanks that you've rarely ever got to feel because they're too expensive or you know um you just have tiger yeah you just haven't well yeah you just haven't played that time frame or whatever you know um this would be kind of an event of of doing that but uh still got to chat chat with jason about it and his thoughts and whatnot so but it's coming up uh i think november 19th um i gotta make a post and event details and all that stuff so that'll be coming shortly for, for any locals that are listening so 
But yeah, even if you're not local, drive yeah. on up. Yeah, <laughs> send e- send Andy a, a email. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm gonna source out some. Um, uh, there probably will be a cost to this one this time around, but uh, I'll uh, look into prizes and support for it. I've I've got some stuff that I've been looking at that's uh, uh, will be good for I think all the players. So um, little tidbits and stuff like that that uh, I've I've came across, and then of course um, probably either some kits or. Um, fair size gift card kind of thing so we'll see how it, how it all pans out but yeah I know I'm looking for probably about 10, 10 players or so 8 to 10 Sweet. would be good size but uh, yeah events like that that will probably be the last event for this year uh, just locally um, and then to plan for next year right so uh, which will be the big, um, there will be, uh, a Triant Wargaming event with Bolt Action for sure to kick off stuff. And then I will also, uh, finally probably running the campaign. So nice. It'll be a lot of prep work for doing that kind of stuff. It'll be busy, busy, busy. Um, so but of course, I'll be talking with guys and getting input, and uh, also sharing on the podcast with with everybody, taking pictures and showing what I'm working on, that kind of stuff. So yeah, excellent. So so yeah, that was pretty good. Little hobby chat. What's what's going on? You know all that stuff. Some what's good, in your wallet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> because yeah. of our hobby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, if you guys enjoy the episode, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Check out our pictures on Instagram, Facebook. We always post every week, multiple times. Um, I got to get more bolt action on there, though. So, <laughs> But, um, yeah, if you enjoyed it, uh, let us know in the comments. If you have ideas for armies, what you're looking into, please, please comment and, and let us know. Even if you have lists you want to take a look at and uh, see if you, you know, ideas around it or uh, your thoughts on uh, units that maybe are not used that often that you like, you know, because it's a cool army. That'd be cool to, to hear about too. So, but how did how did you start your army? That would be a cool, yeah. your, your last army that you built, how or why? Did you pick pick that? Well, how did you come to that conclusion? I'd like to read that. Yeah, that would be good. That would be really good, actually. Because, um, yeah, everybody's... It's it's funny, because the groups are, are fairly different, right? And it um, would be nice to get the responses for that to see, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, so, totally. But thanks again, Jason, for, for jumping on. No worries. As always. I'm sure he'll be bugging me for a certain Matilda here right away. But uh, thanks for joining, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Trident Wargaming. Build it.
paint it, play it.